0: the angels, individuals that are there, are enjoying these perfect relationships. And when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are also including the emerging of these heavenly relationships where every single one of us have this Possibility of enjoying relationships of life. We do know that whether you're single, married, engaged, everyone can experience incredible, awesome relationships of life. So I want you uh, on this great morning here in Orlando, Florida, and all those that are watching online, we welcome you. I'd like you to turn to Romans chapter 12. I'm reading from the Passion Bible this morning, and we're going to begin with verse number 9 and 10. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. And never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers. As members of one family, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. We know that our relationships that are formed are from our hearts, and that this kind of love transcends our thinking and our emotions. And when we are in a relationship, we are putting our hearts on the line. And immediately in this first verse, the attention is not on the person who is being loved, but the attention is on the person that has chosen to love. And he says here, never... Say that. Never, never, never never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. There's a Greek word here that I thought you would want to know this morning. And this is a very powerful word. It is enupakritas. Say that with me. Enupakritas. And it really means that we are to be enupacritas, real, genuine, sincere. And while we're doing that, we are told, don't be an actor. And while we have this direction, we all know, that at one time, or maybe more than at one time, we have all become incredible, awesome, professional actors. And he says here in this Greek word, anupakritas, Say it together. Anupakritas. Say that one more time, it's such a beautiful word. Anupakritas. In fact, you can tell your neighbor they need to be anupakritas, which means sincere, genuine, and real. Reminding ourselves that we are an original, and we are not a copy. We have been created in the image of God and we are the treasures of the Lord and that makes us very special. It's interesting that Christie's had an auction in, 19, in 2017 And they put up a painting of Renardo da Vinci. And this painting, original painting, sold for more than any other painting in all of time. There was a person that bid on this and paid, and you may be here this morning, $450 million. And this is called Savior of the World. Interesting, a spiritual painting brought the most money in the history of art. And however, you are able right now to get a copy, it will cost you $510. So the original is where the money is. And I'm here to declare to you on this day with a happy heart that you are an original. That means you're valuable. So be careful with this valuable piece of creation you are. And don't let anyone negatively affect Exactly who you are because you are a work of art by the Creator. Hold your head up high and be happy today. Turn to someone and just say, I am an original, you better treat me nicely. Many originals? <laughs> so often, however, we find ourselves wearing a mask and unable to love because we have been wounded. I want to ask a few personal questions this morning. If you're a guest, be cool. These are a little invasive, but it worked at nine, so maybe there'll be more grace here for 11. How many of you came from a broken home? Would you raise your hand? How many had a mother or father who abandoned you? And how many suffered verbal, emotional, or physical abuse as a child? Wow. And how many suffered some kind of abuse as an adult? And if your hand isn't up, I got both of mine up. (laughs) How many suffered abuse as an adult? Would you raise your hand? Okay, everyone. Thank yourself. Okay. And how many have faced divorce in your family or you? And a good part of us. And it's interesting, when all these things happen to us, the enemy comes in like a flood. And then, here in the context of relationship, he says despise evil because the enemy comes in so that we can't have this inner movement in our hearts to love one another. And so what happens is we begin to feel differently about ourselves, we think differently about ourselves, that actor comes walking into us, and we begin to feel insecure, and we begin to say things like I'm not enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not successful enough, I'm not powerful enough. And those repetitive thoughts keep going through our minds until we're walking around and we we can't put down our mask because the insecurity is there and we have to cover that. And then we have in our we have this celebrity culture and we have the celebrity culture that makes us feel that we are small. Then you get on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, and you have these pictures like, (laughs) and Photoshopped, you know, and you look at that, and you look at yourself, and maybe you need to get off of Instagram, and maybe you have to, because if you're, if you're always like this and you feel bad about yourself, don't put yourself in that position. Just take a vacation and get your pictures out there and <laughs> maybe you'll feel better about yourself. And all of these things are happening and then we our hearts, because of the insecurity, then we don't have the capacity to really love. We wanna love, we desire to love, we wanna have the inner movement of our hearts to love each other, and we walk around with this insecurity and there are many results of that. There are six here that we can look at. First of all is the thing of boasting And that's where a person is so insecure, they have to validate themselves by talking about themselves and boasting. How many have ever met? Anybody like that? Okay, one person over here. And uh, of course, uh, controlling, we know what that is. Anxiety, you're trying to analyze how they think you are, or, or are you measuring up, or are you doing the right thing, or how am I coming off, and, and you end up having anxiety, depression, insecurity will cause you to regress, and you begin to withdraw, and you're not, embr- you're not embracing love, you're not engaging relationally, with your family, your kids. And it goes back to being wounded, being insecure. And you know, you can live in that state as long as you want to live there. But Christ has made it possible for us to get out of that withdrawal and to enjoy life and be happy and fulfilled. And then there's perfectionism, I'm working on that. Anybody working on perfectionism? Uh, Some of us here. Is there anyone, I was thinking, anyone here kind of hard on yourself? I got my hand up. Okay. How many need to be hard on yourself? Put your hand up. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have people who have a pleasing kind of attitude that I'm gonna do what everybody wants so that you will like me. So I'm a pleaser, and I don't know where any boundaries are in relationship, but whatever you want, I'm gonna give it to you because then you're gonna make me feel better about myself and help me fill up the insecurity that is in me. That's not any way to live. It's not healthy, it's not good, It's not God's best, and it's time that we don't live like this chart up here where we then, because of our wound and insecurity, we're always thinking about ourselves because we're always hurting, and it says without Christ, you can be a Christian but not living with Christ actively in you, so you can begin to focus on yourself and talk about yourself, and talk about your sickness day and night. You've met those kind of people. They have the spirit of pity. In fact, they're gifted with pity. And they are always talking about what they don't have. And you can make everything about yourself and talk about yourself and talk about your problems and talk about your wounds until you die. And you can become narcissistic Narcissistic, Narcissistic. anyway, that's a bad word, and it means that you become tremendously focused on yourself, and you begin to sing, rather than how great he is, you begin to sing songs how great I am. How great I am, sing to me how great I am, all the world will know, how great I am. Or you can take this other uh, path here, it's the Jesus way where now you begin to focus on other people, you begin to ask questions. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's happening? Tell me your story. What's going on? And you can begin to think about other people a little more as you mature in Christ. You're not focused On yourself you're focused on Christ and other people and you find yourself on the way down which is the way up because the Bible says if you humble yourself you'll be exalted Bible conversely says if you exalt yourself you're going down it's not a matter of when but you are going down. Humility, I like Chris Ballatin says, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but he says, it is thinking of yourself less. And we have to think about how much we are thinking about ourselves. I was getting ready this morning and I was thinking of things about this meeting and I was thinking about myself of how what was gonna happen and I thought I need to start praising God here and get my thoughts off of what I think about myself and I want want to ask you this week to think about what you're thinking about, and maybe you're thinking about yourself so much that you're driving yourself crazy, and shift it. Think the Lord, and think other people. Hallelujah. Now, we know that how do we get healed? Everybody has wounds, everybody has some insecurity, how is it I get healed? And the Bible says here in verse number 10, be devoted to tenderly loving your family believers as members of one family. In uh, the Greek here, this, this verse is talking about family, talking about the family of God. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Now the way that you become healed and I become healed primarily and sometimes we think about a one-time prayer only and we have to think about when I am together and we are hanging out together. What is happening is that The love that is coming from you to me, from me to you, is actually healing us and making us whole. We can stand in a meeting, and you have heard speakers say this, Jesus loves you, this I know. You can hear people say, God loves you. And I wish that we could come away from a meeting, and change our lives, and walk down the street, and think to ourselves, God loves me. That's a part of that, but we will never grasp the love of God by ourselves only. It's when you are in community, in your family, in the church family, and that. That meeting is made up of people that are there to love one another, love each other. As we are loving each other, we're actually growing in a healing, and the Lord is, is helping us to become whole, which means that we have to pick a person or those that can help us become strong and to become godly. It's amazing if we need a car, we go out, we do a little research, we pick a car. You need an apartment, you pick an apartment. You're trying to decide what college to go to, you go out and you pick one. And yet often when it comes to relationships, we don't pick at all. We think somehow it's just going to evolve, it's just going to happen. It doesn't happen that way. It means we have to have intentionality. When we started God first, it's not a program and it's not an enlistment go to work. It is a place for four weeks. It's a place where we find these life-giving, healthy relationships where we begin to enjoy the fulfillment of being with people. We are made to be with people and so when we talk god first that's where we evolve into having community so that no one is isolated no one comes month after month and says i don't know anyone but we actually go out of our way and we look for people that are healthy how many know you normally can see in a person's eyes and looking at them whether they have some kind of health after you've talked to them for a while. You know, if you're a basketball player and you're trying to really put the ball in the hoop and you wanna make three points, I would say, I would text uh, Stephen Curry with the Golden State Warriors who can go back at any point and while he's asleep, just go and put it in there. (laughs) Now, if, if you're trying to do that, you probably will not call me. You won't even be tempted to call me. You might call Jesse Lugo, thank you, I know his name, Lugo and all his hoops guys and they can show you how to do that, but is isn't it amazing, we look up, put Stefan up there, we, we look up at this guy, man, he's a shooter. Well, why don't we go out and try to find some shooters that are good at helping me become healthy in my, in my relationships? Why should I spend my life with a group of people who are toxic? I'm not suggesting you get divorced, (laughs) even though you want to, but there is a way to get out of toxic relationships, and you need a shooter that can help you, and yet why is it toxic relationships stick together? I have seen women over the years, especially girls, they will find some dude, the guy is drinking all the time, on drugs, and they will hang out with that guy, move in with him, and be with him year after year after year after year. Is that crazy? It is insane. But she has, they have that relationship, I'm going to fix you. You're not going to fix anybody. If you're in a relationship, as I just described, whether it's five days old, and you're gonna fish you're gonna fix this dude, you need to retire, say goodbye to that dude, and get out of there and get with it. I've seen girls, they can go in, and I'm sure men do the same thing. They can go into a room, there's like 50 guys there, they will pick out the person. Who needs to be fixed because they can't even understand a healthy person because their mission in life is to fix them no you're not going to fix anyone find someone where'd he go where'd Stephen go (laughs) you need to get somebody that can can be a three-point shooter and somebody that I don't know whether he's a Christian or not but you need to find somebody see a Christian Keep that up there a little while. You need need to find somebody that is a a three-point shooter and look it out and search them down. And you say, I came from a broken home. I was abused. Hey, listen, your proclivity is to get the same people like that. And then you've got everyone in the room and you're all messed up and there're no three point shooters and you need to have somebody and let me tell you this is an this is an amazing congregation i mean i this is an amazing congregation amazing congregation amazing congregation and we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of some i mean these these kids up here that were performing i mean I watch these kids worshiping God. I mean, we have some of the greatest three-point shooters for Christ that are godly, and you gotta pick one of them. You gotta pick one of them. You gotta pick one of them. Get out of all the stuff that you've been in and believe the Lord is gonna help you. And that's why I'm believing that that our our Community here is forever expanding, and in fact, it says here in verse number 13, it says, uh, eagerly welcome people as guests into your house. Open your house. Turn on the lights. Turn down the air. Open the door. Come on in. And you don't have to be skillful. You just have to love the Lord and love people And God will lead you and it will come together. There are many, many homes here. You need to open your home. Start with three people. I found in my own ministry, if you'll you'll love one person, God will give you two. And if you love two, he'll give you three. And if you're faithful in that, and I'll tell you, I, I just have this dream that what our mission here is to love God and love people and affect the world actually... Is who we are that there's this dynamic of love and that when we come in here we are we are engaging relationally and someone told me our engagement relationally is around a donut this week (laughs) and uh, that one got by me but uh, whatever it is whether it's a donut or a cup of coffee uh, let's be in community and and look for people that are standing by themselves Uh, Go after people that seem like they just need a friend. And if you're friendless, I mean, say good morning to somebody and uh, buy them a free donut. I mean, do something. (laughs) Uh, Do something and uh, connect with them. And I'm telling you, there's a vista of incredible healthy relationships. And that we have been called to have fun, to be fulfilled to be blessed, relationally. Amen. And as you are in community, and I'm in community, you get better at what you do. It doesn't matter where we came from, it's where we're going. And we can get better. We can get like Stefan. I mean, we can get better at whatever we do. Next week, I'm talking about how to handle the war zone uh, in our relationships, and how to... How to navigate tough stuff. And God wants us to be professional in our relationships and cool and effective. Hallelujah. 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 I'm glad I came today. This is irresponsive. Verse 11, read it as we come to the close here. Verse 11. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit, and let him fill you with excitement. I believe in these last days that we are, as a family here, going to experience Such a move of passion and this passion will be a thing that the Holy Spirit works in us and that all of us can have this moment of moving a little more with this fervency, with this enthusiastic spirit. And often, it can be a moment. And at that moment, you feel Jesus is there. I had something happen to me this week. I was at the gym. I was doing the machines, and I usually the listening to worship music and I got on one of my favorites and I had too much weight on there and I was doing this kind of a thing. And as I was listening, this song came on from Jesus Culture and it was a song that we had sung it in our rock house with hundreds of young people years ago. I went back to when we had the Jesus Festival and I just imagined that at last year we had 30,000, uh, we have a picture I think, 30,000 kids there and I had this moment where I was drawn back to what happened at that time and this song, I kind of stopped and I was called away for just about three or four minutes. It was really pretty moving for me. as i i was there i found myself in the middle of the gym and i just lifted both hands and i was thinking lord could you do it again could you do it again LISTEN TO THIS NEXT LINE, IT'S SO BEAUTIFUL. asked us just to in a moment to take communion and have the Holy Spirit really touch us how many want the Holy Spirit to touch us this morning I like I like the moment to reflect on the Lord there's something about our quiet moments You may be here and you feel like I want to be visited by the Lord. Maybe you've felt distant from Jesus. It can be just a moment where Christ touches us. And maybe in your tears you'll feel healing coming. Today is an incredible day of healing for our relationships. our various stations here will have communion coming to them and we're gonna individually take communion you can go with each of these we know that you can go to whatever station take the, the bread and remember the body of Christ was given for us whatever we need he is and you can take the cup And know the blood of Jesus is powerfully at work in our lives. And believe today for breakthrough and healing. Whatever's trying to crush you, you hold that cup up and say, yes, the blood has been shed for me. If you're a guest and you just want to watch, you can. You don't have to be a member of our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for Jesus this morning? I'm going to ask us all to stand, if you would, everyone. They're just going to worship the Lord as you partake. You can come up front, over the side here, in the back, over here, over here. Believe for healing right now. It's amazing that our God is all powerful. It's amazing that on one day our Heavenly Father sent Jesus to the earth, coming after you and me. And He j- just didn't come, He came giving Himself and on the cross he was taking our sins. He was declaring to all people at all time that forgiveness and pardon belongs to you. He initiated his love to us. No matter what we've done, no matter how far we've run, no matter how much shame and guilt and condemnation, there's a point where we say, Jesus, I need you. I need forgiveness. And somehow he breaks condemnation and guilt and shame. And we come to Christ. And that may be you that you're watching online, maybe in another country or down the street. Or maybe you're in this room, you just say, You know, I'm Catholic, I'm Presbyterian, and I'm this. Your church background is good, but that's not who you are. Because everyone needs Jesus and needs forgiven. And today can be your day. In a moment, we're going to count to three. And if that's you, you say, hey, listen, I want to be forgiven. All you have to do is put your hand up, say, I'm getting out. And you break the darkness by your decision to say I am done with darkness and it's not tomorrow it's now and I'm not living another day in condemnation and regret I'm coming to Jesus today today and some have known Christ and somehow you drifted and you 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 don't feel him, experience him right now. Get out of that. And I'm believing every person can be set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every person can be set free in Jesus' name. Every person. Every person. Every person. Today. I count to three. All the way from the balcony or wherever you are, you just put up your hand say, pray for me. One, two, three. Put your hand up and say, that's me. I want forgiveness. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. All over. Yes. Put it up. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Then I ask everyone that raised your hand or you didn't, walk up here and stand in the front here at the altar. We're going we're gonna to have a prayer for you. Come, come, come. The victory is yours, hallelujah. Come on, yes. Come. Come right now. Come to Jesus. Look at all these people that have come to Jesus this morning. Come on, let's praise God. Many of them are crying and calling out to God. And our focus right now is not how bad you've been, but our focus in this church is Jesus and how great he is. He is great. Listen to this. A girl can come to Christ who has been immoral as you can be. And the moment that that immoral girl comes and she invites Jesus, listen to this. At that moment, she's made completely pure. And I don't know who you are. and You may be a guy. The Bible says that Jesus makes us righteous. We are as righteous as Jesus Through the cross and the resurrection. So, this is not just a nice prayer. And there's some some people here you've been kind of like really doing a lot of stuff immoral. I'm so glad you're in this room. I'm so glad you're here. I can tell you, Jesus is not like, well, well. No, he's saying, hey, come on, come to me. And he's not like this, like, about time you came to me. And he's got a smile. There are more people to come. There are more people to come, I don't know who you are. Who else needs to come? Who else needs to come to Jesus? needs to come to jesus get out of your stuff yes hit it hit it come to jesus come to jesus get down here you come right now hit it hit it hard come down here going to pray this prayer and someone is watching your name is Edna your name is Edna and you're watching right now and I don't know what city you're in but God calls you out right now and says to you this is your moment right now and wherever you are in a your house apartment outside at the beach you can pray this prayer and we're going to pray this prayer maybe you didn't come but right now you pray this prayer you may whisper this prayer but this is a prayer to jesus and jesus is in this room and jesus is going to change lives we're going to pray this prayer after that pastor dave over new life who did our water baptism take you to the side for a couple minutes. We're going to give you a Bible. We have friends there for a couple minutes. Now let's pray this. I want our whole church family, I love to say this prayer out loud. i like to defy every spirit of darkness, and I wanted to say it. Jesus, Jesus, say it louder. Jesus, Jesus. I, put my faith in you, I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross. On the cross. I confess and believe That God raised Jesus from the dead, and And he is alive, alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin, sin. and I abandon my life to follow follow Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart, heart. forgive me of my sin, and give me the gift of righteousness, and your grace and eternal life. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, you are in the family. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go with them. Come on. God bless you.